Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, we continue our breakdown of OU's spring roster by talking wide receivers. Then in FGTB, we talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder season ending in Minnesota, and we give you our winners and losers of the weekend. Please download and subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right. Our man, Michael Hostie, will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, April 17th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and there are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful, award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match Roulette, and Teddy's favorite, Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And to learn more about their gaming promotions and entertainment options in the month of April, all you got to do is visit Riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the best now we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. Please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment while you're at it. Ted, T-minus one week until I'm a father of two. Man, how about that? Home get, stretch. Get close, man. Packed, packed the hospital bag today. Started. We, we've been organizing like for the last two weeks. The uh, It's almost here, my friend. Wow. Well, um, number one, I hope everything goes great. I'm sure it will. Number two, I hope the small window on Saturday is avoided. I, I'm i with you. And this is a conversation I had with my wife the other night. I feel like, and we're naming our second son, Eli. Already have it picked out. Eli Eichard. Nice ring to it. I like it. I I think this is his first test on whether or not he's a football guy. Now, there's yeah. there's there's two ways this could go. He could come early. And then I have to miss the spring game, but then he's alive for the spring game and maybe gets to catch a little bit on TV. Yeah. Or he helps his dad out, stays in until after the spring game. I think we're either going in Sunday night or Monday morning. So I don't I don't know which I'd prefer. I think I want him to stay in, but 
I'd be kind of proud if he's like, no, 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 I want to get my eyes on some of that spring game. Let's see what we're working with in 2023. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's fair. I think, I think he can absorb more of the spring game through his mother's eyes. You know, love that, love that. That's a great point. Best way to view it at this point. And just so we're very clear, <laughs> my wife is going to the spring game. <laughs> She's like, "What do you mean? No, of course I'm going. Yeah, if I, if I go into labor there, we'll just drive to the hospital. It's not a big deal." Like, okay, go. here we go. Your second son was uh, born at the stadium. What's what's better than that? That would be, that would be something. Yeah, a lot of medical professionals there. It's fine. Not a bad place. I I, tr- place. I trust the training staff. It's, <laughs> it's fine. All right, we're gonna continue our breakdown of OU's spring roster wide receivers time said wide receiver position very important in yeah. this offense that Jeff Levy wants to run especially when it comes to pushing the ball down the field Ted you've been out to a lot of spring practice when you've been out there what what wide receivers have really stood out to you so far well um I think I think it's clear now a lot of people there's always the talk of like who's going to be the number one guy, like the go-to guy. And you no, know, that I think that's an interesting conversation to have. And I do think that you as an offense, you end up that kind of emerges and everyone, you know, knows who's who it's going to be. I but the way I see it breaking down right now is I think I think uh Andrew Anthony's gonna be our number one deep target. Uh, and, and that's not the only thing that he can do well, but I think he does that better than anyone else. Um, I think Jalil Farouk is going to be the number one guy that that does everything. We saw the expanded role with him with some uh, stuff at the line of scrimmage, letting him do some work after the catch, just get him the ball quickly, let him, let him you know, use his athleticism and space. Um, I think he's a good route runner. He's not small. He's a, he's a big physical wide receiver. Um, you know, he runs good routes. He's got good speed, good burst. And, you know, he can go downfield and make plays downfield. And I think whenever you combine all of those things that he does well, probably the most well-rounded guy right now with the most experience, I think that he's kind of your front runner for that number one spot. And then you kind of fill in role players that could do some different things throughout. You know, I think we've got a, a pretty diverse group both size, speed-wise, um, and guys that have some different special uh, specialties. So I think it's overall a really good group that hopefully performs better as a unit than what we had last year at wide receiver. Yeah, that, that's the hope. Now, you, you think back to a year ago, and we all know Mims was the number one guy, right? I, I'm not sure we have a guy that is – no, I don't think we have a guy right now that is as proven as Marvin was. Right, a guy that I feel good about being, you know, with what I've seen so far, like an early round draft pick, like Marvin's going to be. Now, maybe, maybe Andrew Anthony turns into that guy. Right, got solid size. What I think six one, probably hovering just under one hundred ninety pounds right now. But the thing he's got is speed. Mm-hmm. And you know, from the practices that I went to, oh. Early in spring practice, as opposed to now, it seems like he's way more comfortable. He's adjusted to the tempo of the offense, and I completely agree with you. I think he's the deep threat. 
and, and that's huge for this offense with what Jeff Levy wants to do. Right? Let's not forget the motto: score from far. Yeah. I, I mean, and this is this is the guy that will score from far. I mean, he can he can fly. So there's going to be a column on on the old play call sheet when it comes to go balls, deep posts, deep over routes to Andrew Anthony because I, I think out of all these guys, maybe Gavin Freeman is up there with him in speed, but it seems just being out there practicing, Andrew Anthony looks by far the fastest guy we've got at wide receiver. Yeah, no, he's, he's incredible. And yeah, I, I think that, you know, Farouk emerged a bit last year. Um, and I think he would even say that, you know, especially early, the season didn't go the way that he had planned, right? It, it took a little while. And really the Texas game, whenever we had to hand him the ball a lot and get him the ball that way is kind of where he started to, uh, you know, to make his move throughout the season. Um, you know, Mims was really our, our go-to guy. I think this dynamic actually has a chance to work better. You know, whenever you've got a guy like Andrew Anthony, who's an absolute burner and a great deep ball threat, uh, you can, you know, have him on opposite sides of Farouk, who is a guy that could do all of those things as well and probably a little bit more difficult of a cover um, just because of how well-rounded he is and he's a little bit, you know, he's more stronger at the at the line of scrimmage and releasing, so... I think having those two guys is going to help one another out. And it's also going to help out the middle of the field where you have guys like Drake Stoops and, and Stogner and some of those different guys, Freeman, they're going to be working the middle of the field. So I think the dynamic actually works out really good. Now I'll say this for Rook, the last practice I was out, there was a scrimmage and he made three, three, maybe four, really nice catches in the back corner of the end zone on fade balls going up over the top of a receiver really in good coverage tight coverage with the receiver competitive catches getting a foot in for touchdown like that showed me okay like this I know he's got it but I feel like the consistency starting to get there yeah and it needs to get there right you know he had he had some issues catching the ball last year and his consistency in competitive catch situations has to get better because when I watch him, I, I don't think he he's not a burner, right? You, when, when you, and you can see this from watching the film a year ago, it's not like he is creating, you know, insane separation between him and corners and safeties, right? You just, you didn't see a ton of that. So, if he's not going to be able to run away from guys and Levy will scheme him wide open with some things there, there's no doubt, but he's got to be good in those competitive catch situations. And you mentioned it earlier. I, th I think they're going to continue to get him the ball in those jet sweep concepts. He really thrived in those a year ago. Like he is shaped more like a running back yeah. than a wide receiver. And when you see him out there on the field, and that'll include bubble screens and like just getting him, whether you want to call him catches, I just want to call him touches, right? However you get the ball to him. I think he's, I think he's at his best with the ball in his hand. Yeah, I agree. So 
I I, I think Lebby's going to continue to think of creative ways to get Farouk touches. And th- I'm hoping they do it. And I know we got a long time until this thing kicks off, but I'm hoping, you know, early in the season, like you start really building this confidence with a lot of touches and, and hopefully that carries in the conference play, but he's, he need he needs to be a really good player for him. He was solid a year ago. He, he needs to, he needs to make a jump. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and it fits the way Lebby calls offense, you know. Um, usually he likes to start drives by doing something lateral, uh, making the defense run and have to pursue sideline to sideline, kind of get them out of whack, um, you know, throwing the little bubbles, doing the little, you know, the quick toss with the quarterback or the the jet sweep stuff, getting Farouk the football. So I think that works well with having a burner out there as well because obviously – you you do those things, you get it to Farouk laterally, let him go to work, and then the next thing, you know, it's a little pump and go where you fake, you know, some of the lateral stuff. You got a like guy like Anthony that's going to be streaking down the the middle of the field. So, no, I I feel good about you know the starting three. You know, Drake Stoops in the um, in the slot. I, he it is what it is. We've seen uh, exactly what Drake has to offer. I think he's just going to be little bit stronger, a little bit more physical. He's added a little bit of size. Um, you know, he's added a year of knowledge in the system. He's a leader on the team. Uh, he's, when we talk about consistency, it's one of the things that we talk about with almost every guy. Every position group need more consistency. Shows flashes, needs to be more consistent. Uh, it's it's a repetitive talking point, but it's not with Drake Stoops. Uh, he's perhaps the most consistent player on the team and has been for a handful of years. Yeah. We need, we need more guys in that wide receiver room to play with his level of effort. We need more, more guys in that wide receiver room to play with the attention to detail that he plays with and with the emphasis that he puts on blocking. Now my hope is with him embracing more of a vocal leadership role, that some of the young guys in that room, like that rubs off on them, right? Yeah. Like when you turn the tape on, this is how you play. And Drake is not as physically gifted as some of these other guys, right? But the dude plays one way, all out. And that's like, you know exactly what you're getting from him. And, and that's why you hear the coaches just shower him with praise constantly. He plays the game the way it's intended to be played at the wide receiver position. He yep. brings physicality to the position, and it's not just hand fighting and all that stuff. Like he does, he does the dirty work, man. And I think it's starting to wear off or it's starting to rub off on Gavin Freeman too. Yeah, that guy, he's getting into the dirty work business as well, and he's added some weight. And man, when I'm out there, when I've been out there. They feed him the rock with that second team offense. Yep. So I, I think Freeman and Drake, 
I, I don't think they're interchangeable just because Drake is, he's got so much more experience, but I do think, I, I expect Freeman's snap numbers to, to tick up in a big way. Cause guys got speed. He can, he can make some plays now, man. He's going to be a big part of the offense. He is, um, you know, he, he's, he's kind of like, I don't know. He, he's a guy that you can do so many things with. You can hand it to him, obviously, on the, the end-around stuff or the, the jet sweeps. You can give him the, the ball quickly on the bubble stuff because he's really good after the catch. But he's a good route runner and a sure-handed receiver as well that can, you know, turn some of those matchups in the middle of the field to to mismatches because of speed and, and athleticism. So, yeah, I agree. I think he's, he's going to be a big part of the offense for sure. Okay, so a couple of the young wide receivers, right? There are high expectations for Jaden Gibson and, and Nick Anderson. It's got a lot to do with how impressive they look in a uniform, man. But let, let's start with Gibson, right? Up to up to 190 pounds, definitely looks thicker than he did a year ago. And, you know, the the word we keep hearing is maturity, right? Seems like he has come quite a ways when it comes to his maturity, controlling his emotions uh, and, and really doing the things he needs to do on and off the field to earn more snaps and to earn more trust from the staff. And I, it feels like it's headed in a really good direction, man. And we need him. We need him to put it all together because he needs to keep improving just because at that size, like, he needs to be a weapon for this team, even if it's only situationally. And yeah. like you, you can't coach six five and the ability to jump like he can jump. So yeah. I I I'm hoping that in it's everything coming out of, of spring ball about him has been very positive. I'm hoping that that continues and that leads to some production for him in the fall. Yeah. Well, he's got plenty of time to keep improving. Um you know, in this day and age, the thing that you have to worry about is if a guy isn't ready yet and he's not getting on the field, you have to worry about losing him to the transfer portal. And I'm not saying necessarily Jaden Gibson is a, a threat to that, but I just hope that he remains patient, trusts what's going on, continues to work and improve, because I, I honestly think that he's one of those guys that if, if it ever just – clicks about you know handling all of your business and doing it all the right way and maybe following the lead of a of a guy like drake stoops and i mean there's other guys on the football team there's a bunch of guys that that are like that and i'm sure there's plenty of them that have uh, put their arm around him and and got him to to come along so i think he's i think he's he's on the right path you got to remember he's just a year in right now right um he, he redshirted last year so he's going to be a redshirt freshman the kid's got a ton of time to continue to improve, but with the weapons that he's got, the the height and the athleticism looks like a deer the way he runs around out there. Right? The quicker, the better. We need guys with that type of size and athleticism out on the outside. Yeah. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. And Nick Anderson, it's kind of a – it's pretty simple, right? Just got to stay healthy. I mean, the guy, just being out there and seeing him in a jersey – Right. When I went there, he had it rolled up, showing off the abs. You can't look better at wide receiver no. than that dude. 
what, six four, all of probably two ten. I mean, so so physically gifted, but it, it's all about staying healthy, which will allow him to stay on the practice field, which will allow him to gain experience and to earn the trust of the coaching staff and to prove that he need be he needs to be out there for a bunch of snaps. Like that's it's it's pretty simple uh, when it when it comes to Nick Anderson for me. Yep. All the all the talent in the world, uh all the athleticism in the world just has to continue to be available, right? To be able to step in and have an opportunity to make plays and get some production and start to chew up snaps and hopefully get more and more as the uh as the season un- unfolds. Yeah, a couple wild cards in the wide receiver room. LV Bunkley Shelton, a guy that you know has been getting a lot of reps with the ones throughout spring practice. Uh, just it seems like a guy that they feel good about contributing. I he he doesn't appear to have like tremendous speed. He's got a little suddenness to him in, in some of his route running, which I I, I like to see. But I just. I really don't know what to expect from him, and I have no idea what to expect from DJ Graham moving over to yeah. wide receiver. I know this about DJ Graham. That dude looks the part, but yeah. there's a whole lot more to it than that. Yeah. Well, I it, it's tough. You know, wide receiver can be a difficult position to get reps, you know, even though there's uh, often, majority of the time, you got three guys out there that are, constantly rotating it can still be difficult if you're if you're just out of that loop to get any any of those uh meaningful snaps but like uh, we're gonna have to rotate through guys there's gonna be opportunities out there and you're right dj graham he's big strong physical player with some really good speed right uh, you know just you're starting to kind of behind everyone else whenever you're switching positions and you got to earn those reps and it could be difficult Sometimes you can you maybe have one, two balls thrown to you an entire practice whenever you're talking about actual uh, action out there in team period or moving the ball period, something like that. So you may not get very many opportunities. You got to absolutely make the best of it when they happen. Yeah, and you know it's it's not just about what he can do physically. That's a big mental switch from going from playing corner to playing wide receiver. Yeah, uh, it, it's all about him absorbing the system, being able to process everything really quickly with the tempo that they use. And he's got a bunch of veteran guys in that room that are helping him along. But there's also there's also a health piece with DJ Graham. He's a guy who it's been like hammy hip flexor, hammy hip flexor, hammy hip flexor, and he's another. Hey, you look the part, but you got to stay healthy so you can stack reps on the practice field and, and show Emmett Jones what, what you can do. And that this entire wide receiver discussion, I, I think the most interesting part is Emmett Jones, right? New set of eyes on all of these guys and you know new techniques, subtle changes that they've made inside that room with the way that they're doing some things. It's... There, there's been, there's been some change in that room, man, and I'm just, I'm interested to see what, what noticeable differences we'll be able to discern, or if we will be able to. Right, it's the same system, yeah. but you got to imagine he's, 
he's doing some things a little different, some tweaks here and some tweaks there. Yeah. Well, I hope, I, I think we should be able to notice the difference, you know, last year. And, and we talked about this quite a bit throughout the season. We, you know, we just wide receivers just weren't winning a lot of one-on-ones weren't separating, weren't finding uh space to get open, missed plenty of opportunities when we did have open guys. Um, you know, some of it was wide receivers not making plays. Some of it was quarterback not delivering the ball there. So hopefully all of that goes a lot better because we left a ton of meat on the bone last year at yep. wide receiver. No doubt about it. All right, let's get to call your shot. We asked you guys, how do y'all feel about OU's wide receiver situation right now? This first one comes from Kagan Wilkie, who says, once the two summer freshmen get there, Brown and Petaway, this will be the most talented unit they've had since CD slash Hollywood years. Coupled with really good wide receiver coach and DG being more comfortable and confident, they're going to be much improved. Our man Kagan's expecting a lot. Well, you know, I don't... We do not have anyone on this roster currently... Right, I've not seen the young guys, the the two freshmen. I know they're really excited about both those guys, and it seems like they got speed. We ain't got a CD Lamb on the roster right now. Let's just yeah. relax with that. Well, here's the thing: I, I, how do you quantify it? I, to be the most talented since that group with CD. I mean, I could make that argument. Whenever you just look at the group across the board, we've got a six-five guy that's athletic, six-four. Uh, we're incredibly fast. Like we've got, we've got a lot in that room. It's just, it's unproven, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of talent, but it's unproven. And if you follow college football and follow rosters closely, most of the talent in college football remains improvement right there's a bunch of guys that show up that are built to be this and build to be that and it just never materializes not saying it's their fault it's just you know it's way more difficult to to get the talent onto the field and have it produce uh in in in, in big ways than you would think right there's a bunch of really talented players out there so I mean, that's the real challenge is we've got a really talented group. We got to start squeezing production out of them. Like, that's the ultimate goal. Like, I, I mean, how talented the group is really ends up being meaningless. I want to know how productive the group is. I, yes, I want guys that are tall and look great in a jersey and run fast and can jump high. But give me all the guys that can make plays, man. I don't care what you look like. And that's what we, we need playmakers. Remember when we going back to the podcast we did where, Hey, what were, what are the biggest questions for OU heading in the spring ball? One of the things we had on that list was, Hey, do we have any dudes at wide receiver? Not good players, but elite guys. Like we're talking possible first round type draft picks. And, and we'll see. We, we need those type of players, man. Yeah. So we'll see if any of these guys 
emerge, right, and produce like that type of dude. This this other one comes from Will Cover, who says, receivers are another question mark for this team. Have we been saying this a lot? If Farouk and Stoops are your only go-to guys, I think it'll be a very bumpy road. Several players will have to grow up quickly and become productive since many will be rotated into the game. That that seems like more sure. of a, I don't want to say pessimistic view, but maybe more on the uh, cautious optimism side from our guy Will Cover. Yeah, it's a, it's a show me type of yeah. stance, and I agree. Andrew Anthony looks really good so far in practice, catching deep balls, separating from guys. Show me when it matters. Um, same thing with with Nick Anderson. All of the talent in the world. He checks every single box that you could ever have whenever you're if you were building a wide receiver in a um you know in, in a lab, but show me. It's got to turn into production. There's a lot of guys on here that, you know, on paper you feel like should be able to step in and do some good things. Well, this is a show me business. You got to get out there and actually do it whenever it matters. And um to to his point, it's yet to be determined. We'll just have to wait and see. That's, I think that's a great way of putting it. All right. Before we get to the birthday shout outs, I just, we got the funniest podcast review Ted. every once in a while, I'll go through our podcast reviews on Apple podcasts. And at the end of one, the guy was like, I think birthday shout outs is the dumbest thing I've ever heard on a podcast. And I just want to say, I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. We are fully aware of that, but the birthday shout-out requests keep rolling in week after week after week. I don't even remember how it started at this point, but to the to the reviewer out there, yes, we know we know how stupid this is. But then we're like, man, should we just stop doing it? And then somebody will send us a video of us doing it for like their eight-year-old kid and the kid's smiling like ear to ear. We're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. So yeah, we know it's stupid, but it's also it's also kind of rewarding at times. It's probably, you know, uh, the review was, it's probably, he's like, it is stupid, but since you're doing it, could you guys give a shout out to, uh, you know, my dad, it's his birthday on Friday. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, it's one of those things. It's dumb, but I guess since you're doing it, yeah, go ahead and do it for me too. All right. I know. I just, it just made me laugh, man. It really made me laugh. All right. Birthday shout outs time. And oh boy, this may be the most challenging one yet. Okay. Happy 22nd birthday to Sebastian Zintournier. Zintournier. Zintournier? Zintournier. S-Z-E-N-T-T-O-R-N-Y-A-Y. Nice. Happy Oof. 22nd. Happy 30th birthday to Aubrey Lucas. Oh, I get Zintournier and you get <laughs> Aubrey Lucas? That's not <laughs> yeah. fair. Happy 40th birthday. Oh, easy one. Here we go. Happy 40th birthday to big 4-0 to Andy Scott. Happy birthday to Gary Treadway. Yeah, Treadway, you're the man. And happy birthday to Brandon Morgan. All right. The Thunder season is over. Let's talk about an FGTB. But first, Love's Travel Stops is now offering a nationwide 10 cent per gallon discount on gas and auto diesel. 
Just download the Loves Connect app and scan your barcode at the prompt on screen and watch that price drop 10 cents per gallon. Across the country, the Loves Connect app unlocks exclusive offers and can help any traveler plan their route or meal on the highway. So before you hit the road, be sure to download the Loves Connect app to save 10 cents per gallon and experience the country's best highway hospitality at Loves Travel Stops. Loves All says you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones with their expanded mobile to-go zone. And of course, don't forget to grab yourself some of that delicious Java Hummore. Opolis Clothing is the exclusive home for all of our Oklahoma Breakdown merchandise and is the best place to get your OU and OKC Thunder gear as well. You want to live your life in buttery soft comfort, go to opolisclothing.com. That's O-P-O-L. Isclothing.com. Use promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off your entire order. That's opolisclothing.com. Use promo code TED for 10% off. Buttery soft and 10% off. And hey, you hungry out there? Bet you are. Head to the garage for hand-smashed patties, butter-toasted buns, and ice-cold beer. Their food is fantastic, and it is the perfect spot to watch any big game. Visit eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you and order online from the garage in your neighborhood. All right, football guys talking basketball. Be before we before we talk about what happened in Minnesota, can we can we at least have some fun and talk about how awesome the New Orleans game was? Can we do that? Can please. you please? Yes. Thunder season might be over, but man. How much fun was that when they got New Orleans, Ted? That was... Them. It was for for them to go into that game, and it looked like a hostile environment there in New Orleans, but to see them handle the pressure at the end of that game mm-hmm. and execute at an extremely high level. Like, you're down one with, what, 35-ish seconds when SGA gets the ball. He goes, he, he has the awareness. We got to get, we want to get the two for one. He hits an absolutely filthy, like step back, floating, fade away, whatever the hell that was. Just an incredible shot. Guys hit clutch free throws late in the fourth to seal it. Like, how much fun was that, man? It was so much fun. It was great. They played well. Um, New Orleans made a, a really good challenge, and you know they weren't gonna they weren't gonna fall down easy. And yeah, acted. Almost like they've been there before a little bit, right? You know, really executed down the stretch. Um, you mentioned it, hit some critical shots, made some good plays at the foul line. Um, yeah, it was that's that's how you draw it up right there. That's how you go win a, a postseason game uh, on someone else's floor. And, and when you think about the future of this organization, right? SGA, quiet first half in that New Orleans game but absolutely turned it on in the second half, right? Finished with 32, just a, a fantastic performance. That's probably the best game of Josh Giddy's NBA career. Um, when we talk about how aggressive he was getting to the rim, knocking down three, shooting him with confidence, 31, nine and 10 in a must win game for Giddy. Yeah. Dort, yeah. Dort was the thing. Like the way that Dort played in that first half was huge. Hit some big threes, and uh, huge. always what you get from him defensively is awesome. And, and I thought, even though Jalen Williams, he he missed some open shots, right? And sometimes, sometimes it be that way. But I, I thought he defended well. I thought he made the right basketball plays. 
So you're talking about the core, right? Those core guys moving forward to watch them all play at an extremely high level in those circumstances. Like it goes back to what we've been saying. This is why you push to make the play in and not rest everyone for that moment, right? To have those guys feel that and, and to experience that and to embrace that moment and to thrive in it. Like I am, and we'll get to the Minnesota game, I promise, but I, I'm convinced that was that was a huge experience for these guys. And some people may say, hey, it was one game that, you know, three years from now, we're not even going to remember. I I just think it, it it was so valuable for that team to have those guys that are going to be a part of this thing for a long, long time go and finish that game the way that they did. Like it was – I. It's the most excited I've been about Thunder basketball in years, years. Well, the fire has to start somewhere, right? And that one game was just a small little spark, and we'll see what happens. I think that, you know, it can grow from there. I think being able to go into an environment like that, it's a playoff feel to it. It's a postseason feel, and be able to pull off a win – and the high you get from that in in the postseason, whenever it's a it's a it's a win or you're done type of feeling, like you don't get that a whole lot in you know 82 games. It just kind of turns into a monotonous grind, I'm sure. But and to find yourself in a win or go home situation to be able to thrive and go into a an a opponent's house and get it done like that 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 gives you that high that's that's something that these guys are are going to want to continue to chase and embrace and like i said i feel like being there in that moment is is going to end up being the spark for these guys and we'll see what it turns into yeah and the more you are in that type of situation that type of environment you get used to it, it it's like playing playing in big road games when you're a freshman Right. Or when it's your first year starting versus when it's your 50th start your senior year, right? right? In football, talking football. It's like it, the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. You're like, okay, yeah, it's loud. This sucks, but here we go. Done this, felt this. And they got that first taste of, of what that feels like. And the, the organization undoubtedly made the right decision the last couple of weeks. One, one last thing on that. If you are the New Orleans Pelicans, and I I have never run an NBA organization, I've never had to make these types of decisions, but there's no way I'm letting Zion go out and warm up in front of everyone and let those videos of him throwing down windmills and dunking left hand, right hand, and then him, having him put street clothes on and sit on the end of the bench. I'm just, we're doing the workout at the practice facility. I know exactly where it is there in Metairie. It's in the same complex as the Saints, share a parking lot. Know exactly where that's where we're doing that workout if I'm running that team. Well, I'm not I'm not letting his teammates see him do it. I'm not letting everybody because the whole story leading into that game was what why is he not playing? I just I thought they mismanaged that whole thing. Or maybe they want they want that public pressure out there. I don't know, but ugh. Yeah, I you may be right. I don't I don't know what the 
what what the true nature of that situation is. It may be the staff. Who what was it? Was it Derek Rose back in the day at was he with the Bulls or was somewhere where they're like he's cleared, like he's passed the protocols with us, like he's done everything that we need him to do. At some point, you know, it's going to be on him to actually go out there and play. And like I don't know if that's the case there, but. It is a really weird way to handle things, especially with the amount of money that they're paying that man. Just a reminder. Guaranteed $194 million deal. He has signed on the dotted line, and he's throwing down dunks left and right, and then he's referred to himself in third person. <laughs> it's just it's not good. And then they lose the game, right? And everyone's like, hey, they... They probably would have won if Zion would have played. Oh, you think? I don't Just know. a weird situation. I, I want to watch him play basketball, but I would have gone a different course. Right? I, I would not have let that be a distraction before that game if I was the Pelicans. But, boy, did it lead to a lot of content and a lot of discussion. Crazy. Well, and now you've got to contend with a whole new offseason of is he going to be in shape when he shows up? Boy, he looked fluffy. Yeah. He looked real fluffy. So what happens when you miss out on running five miles a night in uh, NBA basketball? I guess. All right, enough positivity. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trip to Minneapolis was not a fruitful one. No. That uh, that did not go well. Thunder lost 120-95 and... As well as they played in New Orleans, right? And especially as well as they played in that fourth quarter and down the stretch, they just didn't play well. They didn't handle the moment well, felt they, they looked very tight. Credit to the Timberwolves. It felt like they really made them uncomfortable, really sped the Thunder up, looked almost frantic at points in time, looked like they were pressing, whatever word you want to use, the majority of the game and Minnesota's size in the paint. We, we knew that that was going to be an issue, so the Thunder were going to have to shoot the three well, right, to combat some of that. And they went 13 to 40, which wasn't good enough. But I I don't even – I just hate that it was Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. I, Gobert, the goofy walk and all this stuff when he throws down an alley. God, I just hate watching that guy play basketball. It Oh, it puts me in such a bad mood. And for the Thunder to get worked the way that they did made me real sad, Ted. Yeah, it was frustrating. You know, after the the excitement against New Orleans, you thought, okay, maybe we got something special. And I I don't know if maybe the guys felt this. Like, you go win one, and it's like, hey, we're still in this thing. Let's move. And then the thought of that, maybe you play tight. I don't know, but it, it just – it didn't have the same – same feel as it did against New Orleans. And that's something that you're going to see, as you said, like the more you play in it, the more experienced you are. I, you can't, you can't just ride the wave of emotion all the time because sometimes the, the wave is going to be down. Right. And it wasn't Minnesota and you, you just got to keep doing your thing. And it felt like as, as it started to slip away, they continued to tighten up a little bit more, just couldn't get themselves back in it. But Hey, all things considered, with what the expectations were heading into the season, um, I'm looking forward to the future, man. Yeah, I, I think that's 
I think that's how the vast, vast majority of Thunder fans feel, right? And you, the Minnesota game, that was not fun, right? But I do think SGA, so you showed some serious competitiveness coming back after taking that elbow straight to the face. Uh, but he didn't have his best stuff, right? Missed a lot of shots. His cousin did a really good job of guarding him. <laughs> I thought uh, that's a it was a night to forget for Giddy. What was he, 2 of 13 from the field? Um, and, and I think that as excited as we are about the future, it's a reminder, like, you still got to have some big people in this league, right? You you got to have some bigs, and hopefully Chet Holmgren can can accomplish that all of himself, all himself. But you get outscored in the paint 58 to 30, and you realize, that, hey, I know basketball has changed. I know it's gone away from being, you know, playing offense through your center like back in the day, but you still got to have some big humans that can do some work on the glass. So that's that that's another that'll be the next step for this team, for this franchise, right? You you've got this young core you feel amazing about, right? All these tall dudes, super long arms that can do all kinds of different things with the ball in their hand. You're adding Chet back into the mix, but also Got to, got to have some size every once in a while. So we'll see, we'll see what Presty does to to address that issue. Yeah, well, they've uh, they've got options with as many draft picks as as they have for the next what four or five years coming up. They can make all kinds of moves. They can continue to add and develop talent through the draft. They could package some stuff up and make trades. Like they've they've got different options. So right now, the future looks bright. It looks it looks very, very bright. And I'm not gonna let that Minnesota game make me sad. Nah. Because when you think about the season as a whole, very successful. Very successful in what what I was looking for from this team this year. Like giddy. Made a ton of progress after a slow start to the season. SGA's an absolute star. I think Dort, I think Dort got better offensively. I know, I know he has some rough nights, but the dude still brings it defensively. Wish we would have gotten to see Chet, but I'm glad they didn't do it, right? Weren't gonna win the title. And then Jalen Williams is probably the best story of all. That dude's ceiling is all NBA and we got him with the 12th pick. So yeah, a lot to be excited about. Let's go Chet. See what you got. If he can just protect the rim, man, like the defense will be so much better. The scoring will just be a bonus. There's going to be plenty of scoring. We need his, his rim protection and his ability to rebound the basketball. Totally agree. He's also going to score. He's going to shoot a lot, I hope. Yeah. I think. He's got, he's got all the tools, right? We got, we got a long time. There, long time between now and next NBA season. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep tabs on what the Thunder are doing, though. All right, let's finish up with our winners and losers of the weekend. But first... Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School represents a tradition of educational excellence in Oklahoma City. Grounded in a faith-based education, students prepare to meet their potential with an individualized academic path that strives for success. 
Bishop McGinnis offers a college prep curriculum that includes 22 AP courses, participation in OSSAA athletics where they've won over 100 state championships, and numerous clubs and organizations for students to join and grow. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. And attention business owners, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend? I'll go with back-to-back national champions, six-time champ out of the last 10 seasons, women. Six out of the last nine. Is it six out of the last nine? Yeah, because remember, right. COVID year. No 2020. Yes, so right. it's technically six out of the last 10 years, but it's six out of the last nine seasons. seasons. So that's six of nine. That's a, that is impressive. Very, very impressive. And did you watch any of it yesterday? Oh, I, I watched the entire thing, and here's yeah. me. I They do their routine. I base my reaction of how excited their reaction is, and then I clap. Right. Well, I the coverage for that is really amazing. There is because you got a full rotation going on all at once. Like they don't just like take turns going. It's all going at the same time, and they're bouncing in and out of all of these different routines. And the scores are constantly updating. It was cool. I I really enjoyed watching that, but. You could just see, man, the 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 domination. It looks like it's really close, but you start to get a feeling pretty fairly early on that there's going to have to be some really amazing things happen if anyone's going to catch them because they're just so deep. Like, it, I don't know. It was awesome. That's um, the level of dominance that they have going, despite. Like all of the love being, I feel like, passed around everywhere but to Oklahoma. And it kind of feels that way in general. But, you know, I don't know. That's just my observation. Maybe that's just uh, it's, me. It's it's like anything else. Oh, OU's the dominant program. It's like Alabama football. It's like OU softball, right? They've been so good for so long now that they have become a little hated. I don't know if you saw Twitter, but there were a lot of people that were accusing OU of paying the judges. <laughs> there were a lot of those tweets, a lot of them. And I was All reading right. through them, and I was just laughing. And I almost started responding to some, but I was like, I'm just going to stay out of it. I'm just going to listen. When you are better than everyone else in the sport, when you're the most consistent program and you're finishing on top, what, six out of the last nine, 
you're some people are gonna feel a certain type of way to you. And you know the best part, you know the best part about that. I guarantee you, KJ Kindler does not care. Oh no. Well, my whole response to that is if it's as easy as paying the judges to win six out of nine national championships, then it's stupid not for the other programs to be doing it, right? I mean, what are we talking about here? Come on. They're not doing that, clearly, but I don't know. I The level of dominance and how deep they are, awesome. So fun to watch. Random question for you. Your favorite, your favorite discipline, your favorite event. Either the uneven bars or the vault. Pretty straight to the point. I I thought you don't you don't like have like the choreography piece of the floor routine, do you? I can see it. Um, I don't I don't mind it. I I I enjoy it, but. I, I I don't know. I kind of like the, just like the explosive athleticism display of the vault and you, the uneven bars. And you would have been a vault. Too. You would have been a vault guy for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, the balance beam, insane. Like when you're watching who you're rooting for, the level of anxiety during the routine is incredible, isn't it? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I get. I take my son to gymnastics class. And I get nervous when he's on there and I'm like holding it. And these, <laughs> these women are doing like flips and all this stuff. Uh, just no insanity. Awesome. Yeah. Fun, man. Really good. An- another national title for KJ Kindler and-, and that OU women's gymnastics program, the dominant program in that sport. All right. Who do you have as your loser of the weekend? Arch Manning. Ooh. Well, I hate to say like he's a loser, but you know the way everything he's he's young and I I expected him to come in and you know go through the same struggles that most freshmen go through and sounds like that's what went down. Um I saw a cut up of all of his plays. He looked okay. Um he's got an okay arm. I think a lot of people are you know, talking about how athletic he is, I didn't necessarily see that. Um, saw a guy that can move okay. That's not a statue back there. I guess maybe they say he's a good athlete compared to Eli and Peyton whenever it comes to mobility. But um, he just looked he looked like a freshman that's in his first spring, right? Not overly accurate with the football. Um, I thought he showed some nice arm strength a couple of times, but the decision-making process is slow cumbersome um you know it's just big boy football right so um i thought the real star of the show is malik murphy which i continue to say i hope they do not play that guy continue to play let yours and arch manning battle it out that's who i don't want to see dude murphy threw an absolute laser down the sideline oh yeah and yours had a one really nice you know corner route to xavier worthy um, that was that was probably the best throw of the day uh, for for any of their quarterbacks. But I still, and I watched every snap of that spring game. I I recorded it on Longhorn Network. I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Here we go. I still that like Ewer still doesn't do it for me, man. I just I, I don't think the arm strength is great, and I don't think 
the accuracy is where it needs to be. Now he has flashes. He's got some throws where you're just like, okay, yeah, I get it. But then he's got to find more consistency. And I think, I think he will, but you know, after, after the spring game, Sark came out and said like, Hey, Quinn Ewers is our starter. And he yep. said that. So we'll see what happens for it. Uh, the QB two situation, but I can't imagine Sarkeesian wants Malik Murphy jumping in the portal after some of the things he's shown. Ooh. I, 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 you know, I've been worried about him for a long time. He is huge. He is big and strong and has a cannon. I don't want any part of that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That was, uh, that was fascinating. Um, somehow, the narrative coming out of that spring game is that, whoo, Texas has got it. They got a playoff team this year. It's like I wish I would have solved the same spring game you guys did. I, I can tell you right now, I'm not picking them to win the Big Twelve. I'm not picking OU to win the Big Twelve either. And I get one of those votes typically. It's just for Texas. They have one double-digit win season in the last 13. (laughs) One. In the last 13 seasons. And every preseason has been the exact same, just like this one. Right? With all kinds of hype. And we'll see. It is – it's very similar to what we talked about with a couple of the young OU wide receivers. They're just going to have to show me they can do it before I pick them to do it. That's where I'm at with Texas football. That's where I'm at. It's that easy. It's that easy. All right, let's get to my winner and loser. But first, John Vance Auto Group has been serving Oklahomans for 40 years. Family owned and operated. They've got nine full service dealerships in Woodward, Miami, and Guthrie. No matter what your vehicle needs are, John Vance Auto Group has you covered. They carry domestic brands such as Ford, Lincoln, Chevy, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, Jeep, and Wagoneer. John Vance Auto Group's goal is to give unequaled service and to exceed customers' expectations in every way. Just why they have the lifetime loyalty program. Here's how it works. Buy a new or used car. All you have to do is get all of the manufacturer recommended maintenance done at the Vance dealership. And if something goes wrong with the components of your engine, transmission, drive, axle, or transfer unit, they will cover the repair costs. It's a great deal. You can browse their inventory or find the John Vance dealership near you at vanceautogroup.com. And First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs, checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all. Whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone, everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. Make your life easier, people, and go bank with First Fidelity Bank. Visit FFB.com for more information. All right, for my winner of the weekend, thought about going with the New York Knicks. Went to Cleveland, won game one in that series. Brunson and Randall were very good. Uh, That should be a fun series. And I can't imagine Dallas Mavericks fans are having fun watching Jalen Brunson just ball (laughs) out for New York. Wow, yeah. I That's got to be painful. Uh, I also thought about going... With former Oklahoma Sooner Austin Reeves. Ted, that man put on a show in game one of that Lakers Grizzlies series. 23 points, had 14, I think, in the fourth quarter. 
And just as we all expected, Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves lead the Lakers to a game one victory in Memphis. Well, what Anthony Davis had like a stinger or something. And he, it looked like he was done for the year. And then he was back when they came from commercial break. It was like, said, oh, okay. I saw the clip of him say, I can't feel my arm. <laughs> That's got to be uh, the football guys are laughing. But uh, to anyone that hasn't had a stinger, it is not a very good feeling. And I'm sure he was wondering what was happening to his body. Yeah, but. Austin Reed's about to be a restricted free or unrestricted free agent, or maybe restricted. I don't remember. I know this. He going to get paid, paid, paid. He's been, man, he's been really consistent for them. At first it was kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, he's, you know, he's stepped in. He's done a couple of things here, but man, with that group that he's around to be able to stick out and have as much success as he has, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no. Okay, restricted free agent. The Lakers are limited in what they can offer, but have the right to match on any offer sheet, according to Bobby Marks. Someone's going to offer him a lot of money just to make the Lakers have to match it. It boils down and to he earned this. It. Does LeBron like you or not? I think he does. <laughs> From what I can tell, I think he does. But I Did you hear his agent right now? Listen, I need you to really start to suck up to LeBron. You know, make sure he likes you with this contract negotiation coming up. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great offseason for Austin Reeves. But my winner of the weekend, the Sacramento Kings, man. What an awesome game one between the Kings and the Warriors. They win by three. They're in Sacramento. Their first playoff win since April 30th, 2006. And they in the the end of the third quarter, the way that they closed the third quarter was massive. I think it's what ultimately, you know, was the biggest piece of the game for them. Didn't let the pressure of the final minutes, you know, going up to the defending champs get to them. Made the plays late. De'Aaron Fox was awesome, and watching that crowd go crazy made me so nostalgic for like 2010 Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. It that place was going. Insane. That entire crowd was standing for the entire fourth quarter. It was awesome. That's that's just crazy to think about. I was 24 years old since the last time they uh they won a playoff game. That is that's incredible. I was 15. Nuts. It's been a while. It's been a while. Was Vladi Devox on the team then? I who knows? I don't even remember, but it, it was Darren Fox was awesome in that game. Uh, biggest shot of the game, right? Steph Curry hits a classic Steph Curry three, and Darren Fox answers right away. 38 piece for him, what, 29 in the second half. Now, I don't think the Warriors are exactly going to panic, right? They went on the road game one in the most hostile of hostile environments, and Aaron Wiggins had a three at the end of the game to win it and just didn't make it. So I don't think they're going to exactly panic, but this series is going to be awesome. And whoever came up with the light, the beam thing is a genius. And I feel like every college or small market NBA team out there is going, okay, how can we copy this to where we don't get made fun of? (laughs) I think everyone's had the same marketing meeting. Yeah. Well, 
you feel like some of those things, like the, the good ones are always organic, right? And it just kind of happens. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, Hey, everyone around here is probably just like me. Kings fans right now. Right. Whenever it comes I, to, uh, getting past the warriors, uh, you will, you will not catch me <laughs> cheering for golden state. I can, uh, I can guarantee you that. All right. For my loser of the weekend, Thought about thought about going with the Arizona Cardinals. It just keeps piling up, man. Streak of bad news for that organization continued. Buda Baker, uh, arguably their best player on defense, their vocal leader on defense, has requested a trade. Wants a new deal. So now where are we at? Bad season with uh, Kyler tore his ACL. It was the Kyler contract thing, then the bad season. Then he tore his ACL. Then they fired Cliff. Then DeAndre Hopkins asked for a trade. Then their owner was accused of what a burner phone cheating scheme. And now they're all pro safety once out. Great. Well, brutal. (laughs) Brutal. Someone's going to have to pick up the pieces there. And uh, I'm not envious of that job. Yeah. Um, I also thought about going with the Oakland A's. Ted, did you see the clip of the Mets TV broadcast booth? No. So, so and first of all, baseball announcers are amazing. Like the way that they can weave stories in the broadcast, it's amazing. And I, I guess the Mets TV broadcast with the the announcers were not able to use the normal visitor TV booth there in Oakland because the, the A's have a possum that lives in the walls of the visiting TV booth that they have not been able to catch. And when the people that got there to set up the equipment for the Mets TV broadcast walked in, I guess it just smelled like straight possum poop. Hmm. So they they opted to use a different booth and right in front of the play-by-play guy is just a pole. (laughs) It's you. I will send you the clip. It is four minutes of comedic gold, as well as just the utmost professionalism of a baseball broadcaster being able to tell an awesome story and work in L and outside football three. And then he just keeps going. It's, it's incredible. I got to check that out. I got to tell you, um, I would definitely choose calling a game with a, a pole uh, blocking the, the view rather than be in the vicinity of a possum. Um, I hate them. They're the most vile-looking creature ever. And when you corner them, I mean, it just like, Makes you like, oh, they're so horrible looking. And I don't trust any other animal that's got uh, opposable thumbs like possums do. So good point. That should, that should be maintained simply for human beings. But yeah, that's funny. I got to check that out. I'll send it to you. All right. But my loser of the weekend, little, uh, little wrinkle, Josh Harris. You remember that name? Co-owner yeah. of the 76ers that we all thought was going to be the next owner of the Washington Commanders. For the low, low price of $6.05 billion, right? According to multiple reports last week, we talked about it on the podcast. Well, Commander's fans were thrilled. 
little wrinkle in the story. Uh, Dan Snyder, he's still going to get a ton of money, right? But Commanders fans, they just want him gone. But according to reports now, the Snyders are considering another bidder to sell to. Guy named Brian Davis, D.C. native, played basketball at Duke, has made a boatload of money in the renewable energy space and reportedly has made a $7 billion cash offer to Dan Snyder. Said he'll pay him a billion dollars right away, and then six days later he'll give him the other six. $7 billion. And there's this part of the deal. In the article I read, and it may be end up what gets him the deal. Uh, Davis said, hey, you know, all the stuff you're connected to, you know, all these lawsuits, I will indemnify you, which I know this. I know that's a fancy legal word that you have to have in contracts. I know that. I guess he will indemnify Dan Snyder in any ongoing litigation, and he'll assume the legal liability himself he would also be the first black owner in the nfl hmm. yeah seven billion dollars that's interesting that's uh that's interesting you know typically to win a bid on something you don't have to go a billion dollars over the other highest bid do, do you watch succession <laughs> no uh, there, there's an episode early in this season where they're, they're, it's a, they're a group of kids and then his dad, they're not on the same team right now, Dad, and they basically just throw out a massive number. <laughs> and he basically, he basically said, hey, congratulations on saying the biggest number, you idiots. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that's crazy to me. I, it, you know, I think we... Because of of some of the the numbers that get thrown around, whether it's government or you know state budgets or whatever it might be, I think we lose sight of how much a billion dollars is. And I six point two five billion two hundred and fifty million dollars. You could have gone over the other bid, right? That is an incredible amount of money. I'm just shocked that it's a full billion over. Uh, I we'll see what happens with this whole thing. I am, I I do not have a background in finance. If I was Dan Snyder and one was offering me six, the other was offering me seven. I'm I'm going to take the seven. Yeah, seven, an extra billion, and a get out of jail free card. Pretty good deal. Seems like it. Just a great reminder. Dan Snyder has been one of the worst owners in professional sports. All kinds of problems. All kinds of problems. And he may be about to be getting $7 billion in a week. He's about to make more money off of professional sports than anyone ever has, probably. Single person. (sighs) Life, man, not always fair. Let it be a lesson to us all. Because sometimes good things happen to bad people. And on that note. 
episode 309 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop Wednesday. Just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 3 to 6 on 94.7 The Ref. You can hear me from 2 to 5 on SiriusXM Big 12 Radio, channel 375. Hope you all have an awesome week. Until next time, we appreciate you all for listening. Do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Until-